1: plushcare.com slash weight loss so you're looking to kind of like limit yourself
0: I don't consider it to be a limitation I consider it to be building a foundation
1: so is there any plans for me to be part of what you're building or
0: <laughs> no not 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 at this time you okay alright I mean
1: it feels limiting to me Okay. personally just from my perspective you know what I'm saying because I felt like I was putting in effort to be more attentive to still be there so where I could like you know be a part of your life is what he's doing really enough to like be like I don't really want to try to work on that
0: uh it's just my energy and where I want to focus my energy on <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry. It's our Seeking Brother Husband episode. I think this might be the second to last one for the season. Didn't check. However... I did get a DM from the reality gaze saying hey do you want to recap the finale it's next week and I said yes so that's what I'm going by so check that out that'll be a fun episode we're going to be doing a crossover so I'm guessing this is a penultimate didn't double check that's just what I'm assuming so let's get into it and quickly because frankly this was a bit of a sleeper episode and that's tough it's a tough pill to swallow because frankly I feel like the show pipes in melatonin as it airs to begin with. So this was rough. This was real rough. Uh, I think we got to get Kim, Dustin, well, really Kim and Dustin out of the way because we didn't see our star of the show, Vincent, and his chocolatey smooth skin. Didn't get to see him. And therefore, let's get these two out of the way. Um, We do get another man in Kim's life. However, this man is her brother, Mike. Mike is... what you would think he's like pretty hipster pretty thin the blackout tattoos the glasses the long hair the whole vibe right they get along kim and mike as sister and brother so she gets on a facetime with him right a video chat she's like you know i've just been feeling a really off center lately and things are a bit rocky in my life but this is also like the first time things have been really hard so she's looking to her brother for advice because Remember the beginning of the season, she said her parents are pretty religious and they don't really have a close connection because of her, you know, quote unquote choices. So she tells Mike that she actually had the conversation with their parents about dating and, you know, the polyness of it. And it went about as expected. So Kim says in a confessional, her parents are real religious, like deeply entrenched. Her dad is a layman preacher He and her mom have a ministry that they do together. She's a secretary of the church. Like it's a whole vibe. In my mind, they're like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Is that in yours too? It is now, isn't it? (laughs) My bad. So anyway, Kim says that she cried for 30 minutes before she even got on the phone with them. It's really deep. So then Kim says it just took like a long time to tell them because She knew what it was. She knew what time it was. She knew that they were going to say it was a sin that it made Jesus mad. And that was exactly what she got. Like, we don't think this is okay. Why would you even think this was okay to tell us? We don't want to hear it girl. No, thank you. So Mike says, you know, I think mom and them do love you and they do want to be a part of your lives. There's just some stuff that they don't want to deal with, but I'm trying to talk to them and say that this is a part of being somebody in someone's life. Like if you want them, you have to accept all of them. Right? So Kim asks Mike, if he can like try to put a good word in because she wants the family to come down from Indiana, I guess to visit and have this talk and really hash things out. So he says, no problem. I got you. Kim says in a confessional that she's felt like two years it's been that she's had to hide something to hide this part of her from her family. So she gets off the phone with Mike or off the computer with Mike. She's like, thank you. Thank you for being the one who's always loved and accepted me. And he's like, yeah, you've been that person for me. Thank you. She gets emotional. And then when she hangs up, she starts sobbing, like fully heaving sobbing. And she says like, it's intense because she wishes She could just call her parents and talk, but Mike is really the only person in her family who she can do that to, with. Now, they were playing, like, several pictures of her family photos, and she's, it's not like, it did not appear that Mike is her only sibling. Seemed like she had a couple other brothers, or siblings, right? Um, So that's sad. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be, like, religiously, or isolated from your family because of their religious beliefs. That really sucks it will never, I'll never be able to wrap my mind around you having a child and then finding some reason, be it religion or politics or a personal belief to be like, I don't no, Thank you. I don't want you in my life anymore. Like that sounds really wild to me. Like really wild. Especially when she's an adult, like you've had this whole 20, 30 years of this person raising them, loving them, them loving you back and for you to just drop your kid like it just doesn't make sense to me i don't get it and like make no mistake i also come from a pretty religious fam- familial background so you know it, it just doesn't make sense to me i've never seen a parent isolate their child based on their religion i've never witnessed that personally it just does not make sense to me so the next we see dustin and kim they're with their kid Cohen. They're all setting out for a setting up for a backyard family cookout or what they think is gonna be a family cookout. Well technically it was because it was Kim's family that she has with Dustin, but not her actual family, who she expressly invited to come fly down from Indiana to come see her. Um and the only person who shows up is Mike. Again, really devastating like now that i think about it i can't imagine thinking that my mom might be coming and then she just doesn't show up because she's busy what also it's just sad in general that you would like have a party and you like got all these hamburgers and hot dogs thinking that people would eat them and then only one person shows up that's so sad family or not Kim says, you know, it's just kind of a pit in my stomach feeling seeing just Mike. I'm really disappointed, but I'm going to try to be patient and work through it. So they go to the backyard so Mike can help them make a, a, whatever you call it, picnic thing, (laughs) table. (laughs) I've heard of that, table. Um, So, yeah, they're working on the picnic table. And I noticed the cameraman made sure to zoom in on um, Cohen's, project as I would like to call it because earlier Kim told her son Cohen oh do you want to be in charge of making the lemonade and so then here we see him um very 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 gently stirring um now this is like not a gallon not not like a pitcher we're talking like a big mason jar maybe three pints let's say I don't think they make them like that but you know not a not like like not even a half a gallon like less than that Maybe two-piner. Maybe we got a two-piner mason jar. That sugar at the bottom was about two inches thick. <laughs> it, I I don't know. I don't I don't really make homemade lemonade, but I feel like it shouldn't be, like... I, the proportion seemed off to me. I will just say that, but God bless you, Cohen. You know, God bless him. So Mike is fully on Team Kim. He's like, I just don't understand how you could use busy as an excuse to not focus on anything else or deal with things. It just seems like a way to delay the inevitable, right? So we do find out that Mike lived with Kim and Dustin at one point. Um, So he and Dustin have a very close relationship and like, that's very nice. But Dustin does make a comment of, yeah, I wasn't really like trying to talk to my in-laws about the details of Oh, whatever this is. Anyway, I'm good. But I feel you, Kim. So then Dustin says that, like, Mike rather says, you know, our family is small town people. They have a small town mindset. They view things very differently. And then Mike tells production that Kim and Dustin's relationship doesn't bother him as much as it does the other members of the family. But... Kim and Dustin's relationship is very solid and he thinks that that's what the issue is or one of the issues that his family has that they feel like this is something that they've chosen to do because their relationship is struggling right and he really feels like just get eyes on them if you see how Kim and Dustin interact if you see that they have a solid family unit then maybe you can you know accept this a little bit easier After that, Kim gives Mike the tea about Vincent, but like how they're kind of in limbo. Things are not really great between them. She says, you know, I hope my family can come back to Indiana with Mike and I can explain things to them. And I'm hoping that Mike coming to visit will be the opening for the communication with my parents moving forward. All right, let's move on to Alyssa and Mike or really Lisa and Mike. Lisa being his mama because she was really the star of the show for me. Her in that Talbot's top, I loved it. <laughs> and the little capris, she was ready. Also, I'm confused. Is this an actual winery? Because they seem to be drinking all sorts of different bottles. They don't seem to be part of the same line. I'm confused, but I don't care. Whatever. So we start off with Mike's mom. They're ask- Lisa's asking, if Alyssa hadn't cheated, would you have actually chosen this lifestyle? So Mike says to everybody, here's his issue people don't believe this is who I want to be. And it's kind of frustrating because I don't know how many times I have to say this (laughs) and I don't have to know how many times I have to say, this is what I want before people actually start believing me. And I feel like that was the one point that he really got in. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would maybe give you a helpful hint, Mike. I would maybe not look like you're on the verge of tears every time you talk about Alyssa dating somebody. Just, just a hint. Like Mike has the exact energy to me of somebody when he's alone, um, just gets into a nice little bubble bath and listens to, uh, Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me as loud as he possibly can so that the neighbors can't hear him crying why can't you see (laughs) you belong with me that's what he does you see it right Alyssa tells production I he's really defending me in this moment and this is what I love about Mike because when he feels strongly about something he's like I'm gonna make it happen okay Okay, so Mike goes on to say, you know, it might look like it was Alyssa's decision from the outside. I I can see that. But I'm actually the one who decided that being open was our path forward. And then he says, I'm the one who guided us in this direction. I think at the end of the day, we're still the same people. We just chose to add this romantic aspect to our lives. And since we've done it, I'm actually the happiest I've ever been. To which his mom Lisa says, well, that's what I don't understand. Because if you're happy, why do you have to take it further? And then she goes, I don't necessarily believe Mike. Like, it's just not how he was raised. And I will never support a a different relationship status when you're married. Not going to happen. I'll support my son, I guess. (laughs) If that's what he chooses to do, because he is my son, Kim's parents. But it's just, it's not for me. You know, I don't know. I don't support the lifestyle. So then Lisa tells to the whole table, she goes, I don't know, maybe it's because I've just like never had time on my hands. You know, like I had to raise kids. I had to work. (laughs) Alyssa's mom starts chuckling at that point. And then Lisa goes, you know, once kids get in the picture, you don't think about other things. And Alyssa's mom is like, she's right. She made a point there, girl. (laughs) So then Mike says, yeah, we've talked about that too. I mean, Kids is a huge commitment, but before he even finishes his sentence, Alyssa goes, well, kids are something we don't want. We don't want that. Mike looks at her and he goes, yeah. (laughs) And now we got him. So then Lisa says, you know, I've always been sad about you guys not having kids. And when Mike goes, well, you know, kids aren't out of the question. All the parents are like, oh, really? What what did you say? Can you repeat that, please? Because we want children. We want grandkids. Alyssa rolls her eyes. She's like, no, no, no. Kids are out of the question. Point blank. So then Mike says, I don't want kids anytime soon. Maybe if we did, Alyssa? No. No. And then Mike just goes, okay. Okay. I guess you changed your mind recently, apparently. Y'all did not need to be having this conversation. Y'all know how much this particular situation irks me like i care more i mean mike you make your own decisions i don't really you say you're happy you like it i love it right here's my thing don't go into a relationship if you guys are not on the same page about having children okay don't do it it's such it seems like such a waste of time because one of you is going to be making one of the biggest sacrifices of your life by either having a kid that you don't want and never wanted or by not having the kid that you want Ted. So don't do it. Don't do that. And I just feel like that is an insurmountable thing. That is like not something that you can... To me, it's a deal-breaking situation. Like if I... Well, I mean, I'm pretty neutral. But like if I were somebody who wanted to really have kids i'm not getting into a relationship with somebody who's like no 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 it's not gonna happen if you're thinking oh well maybe some down down sometime down the road i might be open to it well that's something you need to think about right now think about it now because if you get down that road two three four five years and you really want a kid and she's still saying no 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 i don't want another child with transition lenses you're gonna be in a real dilly of a pickle don't do this you guys (laughs) and it's like totally fine to be like on the fence about it but you really have to have a come to jesus moment and say if it goes this way or this way how am i really gonna feel really think about that and not to be like Alyssa is going to be one of these women or uh, every woman should want to have a child but i have seen people In my personal life, be like, I do not want to have kids. And guess how many they have now? And they're crying over them. Multiple. So, you know, things happen. (laughs) Anyway, let me get off of my soapbox. Mike tells production, I made a mistake in bringing up the whole kid issue because it kind of added more tension and confusion that didn't need it. Yes, Michael, correct. Ultimately, he goes on to say, we decided we don't want kids, but it was still open at the same time.
1: Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially, no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
0: So then we go back to the table. Melissa says, listen, the whole point of the conversation with your mom was to, like, show that we're on the same page about our relationship. So, you know, the whole kid's comment really just made everything very confusing and it's not good so then after that they decide to break off transition lenses on one side mike and lisa on the other mike is like okay what are your real feelings so she says listen i feel a little concerned still it's not i don't understand it i don't know why you guys do it <laughs> and then she tells production I just don't think Mike would be doing this if it weren't for Alyssa, but maybe it's also a phase. Maybe they'll stop in a year or something. I don't know. Lisa tells Mike, I just really don't know if this would have been your choice had none of this happened. Had Alyssa not, you know, two stepped her way into somebody else's bed down to the line dancing night at the club. So Mike says, yeah, I hear you. It is hard to say. I don't think we would have chosen this right in that moment had that not happened. We probably would have just been going on and maybe this was something that would have happened later. I don't know. To which Lisa says, or not at all. (laughs) And Mike goes, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. But Lisa asks again, is this something you really want to do? Absolutely. And then she goes, okay, but are you on the same page about your status? Because you don't really seem to be about the kids. Mike says in a confessional right now, we don't want kids, but for him, it's an open topic and they might change their minds in the future. They decide Lisa and Mike hit mom and son to just respect how each other feels. And when he says, I do respect you. You're my mom. She goes, yeah, you have no choice. No <laughs> <That> bitch. <laughs> and she says, listen, I still don't like it. That's between you guys, but you forgave her. So I'm not going to hold this against her. I'm not going to hold it over her head. And Mike seems to be pretty satisfied with that. So he says, now that things are good with his mom, he just really needs to talk to Alyssa and clear up the confusion about the kids. I don't... Uh, Alyssa didn't really seem that confused to me. She seemed pretty hard. What was it? Hard N on those no's. It was an N forward no. But good luck to you, sir. Let's move on to, um... Ooh, should we do, I guess we'll do Shara, Patrick, and Noble. Shara, the bad bitch of the season. So Shara is on yet another date with Valentino and it's official. I called it y'all. She definitely makes her dates wear matching colors because here he is in an army green long sleeve t-shirt and here she is dressed like Michelle Williams in the Destiny's Child video for Survivor. So thank you very much they've been together two months at this point it's still long distance but now he's back in atlanta valentino tells production everybody has baggage and hers just happens to be an entirely other relationship but we're gonna move on he says his biggest concern is like okay if we enter into the honeymoon stage we fall head over heels in love with each other is patrick gonna get jealous Or is he maybe going to be upset that we have like a certain special connection and he might not want to let that happen. What if I move into the basement and I'm hanging out in the kitchen too much? Like what's the rug, right? Shara says in a confessional that Noble's not out of the picture yet. But then she says it's because Noble doesn't believe in breaking up. (laughs) But she is very serious about finding the right partner and one that's going to put a baby in her. Okay. Somebody inseminate this woman. Shara tells Valentino, they're going on a hike, you know, going to this little fall somewhere. And she tells him, you know, I'm feeling very spiritually connected to you. And I know it's fast, but I haven't felt this way in a long time. And Valentino says, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So then she says, I just want to know, what's your commitment level to this relationship? I'm not saying, oh, we need to have a baby and get to making it. But I mean, we can practice. But then she asks him, what does your future look like? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to, I'm on the ride. I know where I'm headed, where I want to go. That's all I can tell you. Then Valentino tells production that Char's expectations, expectations are high. And this situation has a lot going on, a lot to encompass. But he believes that he's ready to step up to the plate and see this relationship out. Okay. Okay. So then Shara asked again, what are we going to do about us being long distance? Because how are we going to do that with a little one? Now, ma'am, you just said, you just said, we just said that it wasn't that big of a deal, but okay. Valentino tells production, he's not really as excited to have kids as Shara is. We we know, we know, but th- that could maybe change in a day, a week as long as we have the right things in place that could change at any moment but he now in this moment just wants to focus on their relationship you know like a normal person getting to know somebody else i'm trying to figure out are you guys having conversations that aren't about logistics are we getting to enjoy each other's company because every time you sit down with this man he's like what about she's like what about the baby you just said that y'all have only been together two months long distance it seems like you've only seen him twice, maybe three times if we include the time you ran into him at the grocery store. But I'm just not like getting that we need to be having all of these situations run right now. Let's let's maybe like I don't y- y'all haven't even gotten through the whole color spectrum of matching outfits yet. Like let's work through that before we think about bringing a child into it. Nevertheless, Shara persists she's like okay well what does it look like traveling other week a year from now if we have a baby how are we going to do that with a little one so he's like well we're going to have to find a different arrangement if the time comes but i'm still trying to get to know you and patrick i'm still trying to get to know you and patrick (laughs) and i'm open to coming or like you coming my way every few weeks we'll just make it sure that it happens no matter what another great question Shara, have you visited him? Maybe we need to book a Southwest flight real quick. So when Valentino says, we'll just make sure we see each other no matter what, all she hears is no matter what. So she tells us in a confessional, now that we've had this talk, there's no real reason to try to continue to see Noble. Ma'am, you never wanted to see him in the first place, girl. I keep coming back to this episode where you and patrick's big never mind you and patrick were you know in bed giggling over noble and the prospect of him wanting to move back in and you guys getting in a relationship together like y'all have had genuine laughter you and patrick about noble Nobody thought you wanted to continue to see him. I don't think you've been seeing him the entirety of this time. You just wanted to be on the show, quiet as it's kept. And you're like, well, I need somebody, anybody who will record with me. But then she says, Shara tells Valentino, if you're sincere and really genuine, like maybe it's time for me to have a talk with Noble. To which Valentino says, "Uh, that one's on you. I'm not trying to make you do anything that you don't want to do, but if you think it would be purposeful to, you know, let go of the uh, extra weight to move further, then yeah, you probably need to have that talk and shake him off your back a little bit. But just so you know, he's not going to go easy. Like, he's not going to like this. Which leads us to Shara meeting up with Noble at a comic store aptly named Challenges, she claims that she's trying to, like, they, I guess, or maybe just Noble, will, you know, go around the local <clears throat> comic store places and try to sell his book or whatever he's making, his his drawings. And so they go there. To... <laughs> they have a sit-down con- We'll We'll get to that in a second. So basically, they go and sit in the back of this place, the place that he's trying to strike up a business deal with. And... She says, first we start off with Shara saying in a confessional, I've tried to break up with Noble numerous times, but I think it's going to be different this time because we're not intimate anymore. And also I'm like really serious about finding a father and Noble can't be one, you know, cause they both have the sickle cell trait. So she says, I just wanted to go over how I'm feeling Noble. And I, I know that you said you wanted to spend some time reconnecting with me, but I don't know if you're aware that I've been seeing someone So Noble says, no, I didn't know you were dating anybody with potential. And so Shara says, well, I just feel like, you know, ultimately it's just not working and we're better suited as friends. So Noble says, so you're looking to like, what, limit yourself? (laughs) You fuck boy. You're looking to limit yourself? Yeah, from you. So Shara says, I don't consider it to be a limitation. I consider it to be a, a foundation. Like I'm trying to build something. To which Noble says, Well, are there any plans to be a part of what you're building? (laughs) And Char goes, no, not at this time, no. (laughs) Like fully firing this man. Like this, she's truly firing him. Like, I'm sorry. We're moving in a new direction, and we just don't see you as part of that vision. I'm really, really sorry. But you will be compensated with a healthy benefits package and um i wish you the best in the forward moving forward so then noble says well this just feels limiting to me because i feel like i was putting in more effort to be attentive and to be part of your life (sighs) yeah that's what a breakup is it's limiting it is now saying that the Free, free willy, free wheeling relationship that we have is now going to be limited down to a platonic one. That's yeah, it feels limiting because that's exactly what it is. So then Noble says, you know, I've been putting in all this effort on my end. Is what this other guy doing? Is that really enough for you to say, I don't want to work on what we've got going? And so Shara says, uh, it's just my energy and like how I want to focus, where I want to focus my energy on. And so Noble goes to production and he goes, you know, if we already have a connection, why cut it off to start somebody else? Start something else. Like that's bullshit. (laughs) Has Noble never heard of how a breakup works? That's how it works. They've been broken up the way they told it for months now. So I don't understand where the confusion lies. But uh, anyway, Noble asks, okay, well, has he met Patrick? What did he think? And she's like, oh yeah, they met. He likes him a lot, actually. (laughs) sorry noble guess who patrick doesn't like you want to guess which one out of the two of you might be because it's not valentino sorry babe oh so then noble says well i just didn't know i was gonna be swapped out you know so shara says well i don't feel like it is swapping but he goes of course you don't feel that way i'm the one getting swapped out not you i'm talking about what i feel over here (laughs) So then she just stares at him and then she starts to cry. And he's like, oh no, don't mess up your makeup. Like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Shara says to production that it's tough because she doesn't want anybody to feel replaced or like they're not needed. Like it's important that people feel loved at all times. And she just doesn't want anybody to feel discomfort based on any decisions that she's made. And that is very fair and very kind. However, y'all broke up like months ago. Seems like you haven't had any contact with each other since cameras went up, or at least you signed the contract for the show. So I I just am not feeling that the stakes are really that high for Noble. I'm really not. So then she tells Noble, I just don't want it to seem like I don't care about our friendship. And he goes, well, that's what it sounds like. So then Shara has to just get up and be like, well, let's see what the time may bring. And he just rolls his eyes. So she leaves But here's my question. At what point were you selling those comic books, sir? (laughs) Was it before you got dumped or after? (laughs) Do you get dumped and like have to take your microphone off and then everybody leaves and then you go back to the counter of that comic book store and be like, okay, well, anyway, I have (laughs) some books that you might be interested in. How did that work? Challenges? Let me know. All right, you guys, and let's end it on Kenya, Carl, and Tiger. I mean, uh, what are these people doing? If I wasn't right about Carl and Kenya acting like Tiger uh, moving out of her bedroom with some sort of toddler having to move away from his mommy, this was cemented. They walk hand in hand, Carl and Kenya, into like a decor, furniture, bedding, home goods type of store. Seems pretty high end. And... Kenya tells us we're out shopping for sheets and we're looking for something special for Tiger's room. He's having a challenge with the transition into his own bedroom, but we're going to make it nice and cushy by buying him some really comfortable sheets and, you know, making it his own room like a man cave or a little boy's cave. Maybe we'll get those, you know, <laughs> back in the day, they used to have those toddler beds that were like the race car, race car beds. Like we're going to put one of those in. I'm going to put a nice mural of Lightning McQueen on the wall so you don't feel scared at night. I'll give you a little nightlight. And, um, you know, if you need me at any point in the night, you just come down the hallway, baby, and I'll be there. I will be there. Don't be scared. It's giving mother boy at this point. Kenya says in a confessional, it feels really good to have my husband of 26 years, Carl, to help me shop for my eight year old son. I mean, younger husband, Tiger. Carl helps ground Kenya and he makes her feel like, you know, he'll help her tiger, help her tiger feel more comfortable. He's really the go between. And then we meet Marie Claire who works at the, the shop, the employee there, and she offers her help. And I love Marie Claire's vibe immediately. It's like, you know, back in the day, like an early 90s or 80s single woman, you know, it was giving Kathy comic, but now these Gen Z ladies are really doing it well. Like there, she's cute she's maria's real cute she's got a little dress on and she's given leg and she's like i don't care if my gray show but i also curl my hair and it's very long and i wear glasses but like in a fun chic like older woman kind of way like i don't care about aging you get all of me and i also happen to be hot so you're welcome so they're going through the swatches for the sheets right Marie Claire's just, you know, sizing up her clients. Whose room is this going to be for? You know? Probably because she overheard them talking about somebody named Tiger and figured, you know, a burnt orange was a little mature for a nine-year-old. But, you know, maybe.
1: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
0: Moonpig.com
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods
0: Is this for little Carl Jr., perhaps? But Kenya says, well, it's my other husband's room. So Marie Claire's like, oh, uh, d- does he like red? Or, or like, do you? Do do you like red? How does this work? Do you guys live in, like, Carl, do you live in the house part of the time? And then you leave? or Do you guys all live together? So Kenya says, well, I live with both. You know, we used to live with our children, but they've all grown now. So Marie Claire says in an interview... I don't know if I'm in awe or if I'm horrified. It actually seems like they're a healthy family unit. So this is kind of an interesting concept. I have so many questions. So then we get back to them and she, Marie Claire is like, okay, how do you guys divide the chores up? And Kenya's like, oh girl, easier. So much easier with two of them because now I have more honeys to do the honey do list. And Marie's like, oh, well that's good. I, I hear you on that one. How's the sleeping situation? (laughs) So Carl tells her, you know, Tiger and Kenya have a room. I have my own room. And Kenya's like, yeah, but you know, Tiger's about to get his own room as well. So Marie LeClaire then tells production, I've never met anyone, two husbands. I think it would be a lot of work, like more work than I would ever want to put into it. I live with zero men and two dogs, and that is the best situation in my opinion. (laughs) And I'm with you, girl. But after that, they start looking for other stuff. And, um, you know, she, Kenya shows Carl, he pulls out some pajamas that have tigers on them in like a, I don't know, what is boy sizing? Like a 4T? <laughs> she goes, Do you think the tiger would be upset? Do you think he would like him if I bought him these pajamas? Girl, yes. <laughs> so then Kenya tells production, you know, she and Tiger, we used to be like, bunnies in the morning but now we just wake up and we say good morning we go about our day and to that that means we're moving towards a transition where passion is no longer in the picture <clears throat> how do you like decide that this is conversations that i really want to have like let's stop having the 50,000th conversation about this damn potential bedroom that y'all aren't moving into and let's have more of a conversation about why tiger do you not want to have sex with her anymore why do you feel that way and if you really feel very strongly about not having sex what are you what are your expectations for her to also just like wither up and die because you don't your penis is not you know <laughs> like what is she supposed to do so Carl tries to tell Kenya, I just think David coming into the picture the way he did and like the timing of it made Tiger feel some type of way. As it should. <laughs> it should make you feel like you want to get back in that bedroom and do some work if you don't want to get replaced. Kenya tells Carl, let's look at it from my side. Half the week he won't deliver any form of affection. I can't even be in my own room to have company or even the company of myself, because he's there. Can't even, you know, get a little vibration going here. because he's. Here. But also, what do you mean by half the week? What do you mean by that? Are you with... Who are you with the other half of the week? That's my question. And Carl tells Kenya, I just wanted you to know where Tiger was coming from. And, you know, it feels like he's kind of being left out in the cold. And I also agree that this commitment ceremony that you guys have would be an important thing to do. Carl says in a confessional... It does appear, it might appear like I'm taking Tiger's side a lot, but I relate to him in terms of what he's trying to accomplish in a relationship. I don't know that that's true either. Because here's the rub, Carl's got a whole other wife that he can spend time with. So does Tiger also get that? Because if he doesn't, then you're really not in the same position. <laughs> Carl tells Kenya... You know, I just feel like Tiger would feel better if you guys had your ceremony. So he doesn't feel like you're running away from him. Can tells production, Carl's the voice of reason. She's been really stuck on her viewpoint for so long that she's not really even considered Tiger's side of things. And now she's going to. So she wants to know that Tiger knows exactly the place that he has in her heart. After this, Tiger and Kenya go with little puppy, the mo- moonstone, the puppy for a walk in a square. Kenya says in a confessional, Tiger's been going through a lot. He's had to process the fact that I want my own bedroom, and then David has to come back in the picture, and I just feel like he needs some support now. <laughs> it's like, truly, a uh, divorce a child, child of divorce. New stepdaddy potential. Just got a new boyfriend and you know, maybe my son's feeling a little bit left out, a little intimidated and so I'm going to take him out for walk the dog. And get, maybe we'll get a little ice cream. <laughs> what is happening? So then she asked Tiger, how have you been feeling with everything going on? You know, I know it's been a lot of change, buddy. <laughs> Tiger says, you know, I'm just like a little on edge about a couple things. One in particular being David and You know, seeing as how you guys are getting back into the swing of things, what does that mean for our relationship as far as, like, is David going to come in and be like, I'm husband number three now? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Did you not see her jumping up for joy when he came? She sprinted to the door when he came to your apartment. What are you confused about? Every episode, Tiger's been like, seemingly more confused about what's going to be happening in his future than the episode before and i don't know how that's possible she quite literally was jumping up being like oh my three men so why are you asking if she if she's if david's gonna be the third he already is yeah (laughs) so then kenny has to be like uh yeah to be honest he is a potential number three so then Tyre says well so does that mean that there's a chance that he could move into the house (laughs) your whole storyline has been about you moving into a bigger space and moving into a separate room why are you asking this at the second to last episode what do you mean yes (laughs) so then tiger says well if there's a chance at any point would you consider him moving in she's like yeah we'll need a bigger house so tiger says you know I don't. I just I don't I don't get it like what's not clicking with him what she's made this abundantly clear we know and it's not even just her talking in the confessional like through actions again y'all went to look at a house you saw your potential bedroom that she was laughing at and calling you a child in you already know what the game is is this like completely out of order no it can't be because it can't be so I again I'm just confused as to what he's so confused about tiger I think it's time to take the contacts out like maybe for more than one reason it just seems like things the synapses and I just don't know if it's like what you're putting into your eyes but you know how they do like elimination diet with the babies to make sure that they're keep track of like the allergies and things let's just take them out and see what happens that's just all I'm saying. So then Tiger has the audacity to tell production it's definitely starting to feel unfair that Kenya will recognize David and wants to like explore their relationship while putting his relationship on the back burner. So then this man asks yet again, you know, with wanting to kick me out of the bedroom, I have to wonder, is it because of David? Is that the real reason why you're saying that we should transition? Now, Kenya says no. And I think that's only technically correct. I think she wants you out of the room, regardless. David just happens to be another guy in the situation in in the picture, right? It could have been anybody. It's not just David, but it is David. It's not specifically him. It literally could be anybody. It could be Chris it could be noble <laughs> noble's looking for somebody. It could be anybody. Why don't we bring noble back? You Kenny you dated him. Why don't we bring noble back? How about that? So then Kenya tells Tiger, I'm just saying that like we should transition because our relationship has changed. Like there's no longer the passion and the hate that there was. And that's normal. That didn't start with David. Tiger says, logically, I can understand what you're saying, but a part of me feels like you're holding back. So Kenya tells production, I have three men at this point, and I need to make sure that all of them are comfortable and happy. I've been with Tiger for 10 years and what he did is something that most men won't do. He's braver and more courageous than most men because most men wouldn't seriously date a woman who's already married. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about most. A lot of them wouldn't. Most might be a stretch. Anyway, Tiger, she goes, to say Tiger has gone on the extra mile for me. It's just time for me to do something for him. So she stops him in the middle of the square and says, listen, baby, I love you. I loved you since the day that i met you i respect you i honor you i think you're brilliant there's no one no david no anyone else who could take your place in my life i don't want to lose you baby so right now i want to ask you and then she gets down on one knee and tiger goes babe what are you doing what are you doing would you have a commitment ceremony with me the way the tiger yells <laughs> the screaming yes yes He was so happy. (laughs) God bless him. Oh, man. Then she goes, baby, I have a ring for you. Because both of them are down on one knee at this point. She tells us that she gave him her ring, her marriage band, because she wanted to show that this is an official, no more talk, you're my king situation. Girl, this was a player move. A pimp and a player move. You took off the costume jewelry no shade that you had on your ring that you've been saying is your marriage band. this is not a band. that was a cluster diamond (laughs) and girl that was the biggest decor ring i've ever seen that man could not be walking around with that goblet on his finger that looks like something somebody from like my mama's grandmama's church would have worn the QVC jumped out. And again, no shade. We all wear costume jewelry, but man. how are you, you, You're you saying that's your marriage band? Is that the marriage band you have with Carl? That you just gave to the next one? Is that what you're saying? Really think about what you're saying, Kenya. You gave him, you gave, girl, player move. That is a player move. I said, I don't have to get a new one. I got a free one from Carl, and now I'm just gonna give it, that one to Tyler. Is what I'm hearing. Player. <laughs> I mean, even Gary from Teen Mom went to Walmart and got like a $16 pink cubic zirconia for Amber a couple times. A couple times. She spent more on the bed sheets, <laughs> more on the bed sheets for your new bed than than your ring wow tiger says that this definitely gives him the security and the peace of mind that he was looking for congratulations can't say the same but congrats to the happy couple (laughs) congratulations to your grandma ass ring that you just got (laughs) three easy payments ring congrats congrats to the happy couple and your colored contacts anyway with that you guys we'll be back next week for what i'm assuming is the finale thank you so much for listening